Welcome to The More You Know, The Better It Tastes, where we explore the backstory to some of the best restaurants and chefs in South Texas. And now, here's your hosts from San Antonio Restaurants, Alan Williams and Susie Lafredo. Good morning, Susie. How are you today? I am amazing. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm <laughs> glad to hear that. You're yes. always amazing in the morning, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, today we have a great guest. Uh, everyone knows her as the Margarita Maven and all kinds of other wonderful accolades. We have Blanca Aldaco from Aldaco's Mexican Restaurant. Hi, Blanca. How are you? Hola, I'm doing wonderful. I'm so honored to be here today. Thank you for having me. Oh, great. Well, we are thrilled that you're here today. We are big fans of Aldaco's. We love your margaritas, <laughs> love your food, love the uh, beautiful view from your patio, and just uh, love you and your employees. Y'all, it's just a great restaurant all the way around. We're Thank so happy to have you here. Yes, absolutely. We have, you know, it's it's so cool because we get to sit down and learn about some, and you're such an influential presence in San Antonio. I mean, you know, what we were talking earlier, you know, you have really started, what were you saying? It was 30? 34 years 34 ago years. in about nine days. <laughs> wow. 34 years. Self-made, yeah. started from scratch. It was a great beginning. Yeah. Well, I remember your first uh, restaurant. It was on, on Commerce Street there in St. Paul Square, right? Is that where Alibis is now? Correct. Yeah, yes. that little house. Yes. Yeah, such a cool place. And then uh, you went on to uh, move over to Sunset Station to that large, it seemed like a really large area. Was it really large or just seemed that way? It was really big. We yeah. went from like 1,200 square feet, not including the patio because the patio was the public easement. Mm -hmm. So we were not always allowed to use it because weather had many factors in it. So we went from that quaint little small house from 13 tables to like 60 tables wow. overnight. Oh, my goodness. I used to joke and say that I needed skates to just get to the last <laughs> table in there. Yeah, it was it was a little narrow but and really long. So, yeah, it was a really cool place. And then uh, while you still had that, I know you opened the one in Stone Oak, and you've had the one in, out by the Dominion. And, you know, I think you're really smart. You've gotten to where, like, okay, I'm just going to have one little place, one large place that I can, I can take care of. So my thing was, at the time, we had so much talent. But, of course, that was, like, 12 years ago. And mm -hmm. back then, uh, we had a phenomenal, we still have that team, but we decided to split, assuming that, you know, it was the right thing to do. So we built the building over at Dominion, and while it was a really beautiful, beautiful place, mm -hmm. we were a bit too early. I think just now, you know, like six, seven years later, it's finally starting to take off. Mm -hmm. La Fogata is in its place. Thank you, Patrick, for rescuing me. <laughs> and that was in November of 2017. What I have learned is that I have not even maximized my four walls. I can still have more business on a daily basis. And I keep it quaint, small, if you will. We are hands-on. We're very almost touching every plate, touching every margarita. We definitely have a very good report with our employees and our clients. Mm -hmm. So we have built many relations over the years. But more so especially now that we are just confined to four walls. Yeah. I, I kind of think that's one of your strengths is relationships. 
I mean, you, you know a lot of people, and, uh, you know, a lot of people know you, and a lot of people, they count on you, and they know you're there. You're just, you know, you're, uh, as Susie started off talking about that, that, you know, you are really influential in San Antonio, mm-hmm. and so this is your home. Well, yeah, and, and you're involved. I mean, I, I watch you on social media, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, it's so exciting to see so many things that you're involved with, um, you know, so many projects and different things for the community. Um, really just just amazing to see. Um, I don't know how you do it, though. I don't know how you have the energy <laughs> to do everything. It's, it's the margaritas. <laughs> it's the margaritas <laughs> and the chilton. Yeah. The chilton is my absolute right, favorite chilton. drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, of course, to do all of this, it requires to have just the right formula, the right people behind us. I can speak about our team. I mean, we have Andres Rodriguez, our chef de cuisine, who has been with us 33 years. Oh, wow. Uh, Earl White with us 33 years as well. Our Mm. second in command in the kitchen, 25 years. Henry Talamantes, 27 years. Elba, 15 to 20 years because she had a break in between. And our servers, I mean, they come in, they know you, and pretty much they know what you want. They just simply bring you your drink to the table. We are have seen families that, you know, there were um, couples that were dating, engagement place, uh, celebrations took place at Aldacos, whether it was at the Little House or at Sunset Station. Then we went on to do rehearsal dinners, and we went on to do baptisms, and now we're doing first communion. Wow. And it just depends. Oh, wow. You know, all these generations are coming through. Mm-hmm. And our team has been with us a long time. So I have to be patient with my elder team, and they're not that old, but they've been there a long, long time. And just want to make sure that I think one of the formulas that we have that works really well we understand we cannot make people work when they cannot. Mm-hmm. So we do have a very open door policy that says put a request and we will do our best to do it. I cannot make you not go to your you know, best friend's wedding or I mean, I cannot make you come to work when you don't want to be there. And mm-hmm. that's the formula for me. Sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's smart. Mm-hmm. That's good leadership. You've got to give people their, their time. And uh, especially nowadays, because they, a lot of people aren't uh, true to wherever they work. They'll go somewhere else then if you're yeah. not going to give them the day off. Exactly. <laughs> I, I was yes. going to say, and that's such a testament to you as the leader to have people that have stayed with you for 30 years and have stayed with you for 20 years. And that, that's amazing. They're making a great livelihood. They have one job and they have the desired time off when they need it given, of course, that it meets the criteria of the restaurant. And, of course, we will do everything and anything to give them the time off. There's a time when I see one of our managers super stressed. I go, here, take five days off. Go to Guadalajara. Take Mm. a few days. I'll Mm. pay for the plane. Just go. Yeah. (laughs) Come back fresh and ready to go. Wait a second, Susie. I'm feeling stressed. Are you? Will you send us to Guadalajara? Yeah. yeah. It's important. I mean, that's my medicine. That's Mm -hmm. my mantra. So I feel that... For me to pass on my energy, I need to share what I'm living. Sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of Guadalajara, that's where you're from, right? Yes. You know, before we do these podcasts, I like to do research on whoever the guest is and learn as much as I can ahead of time and take some notes. I found tons of stuff on you from (laughs) the time you opened your restaurant until now. All the awards you've won, everything, all the, the travels and things you've done. 
but I'm not seeing anything before that. So I really am interested in finding out more. So were you, you were born in Guadalajara, which is a seaside, uh, uh, an oceanside town, right? Well, we are near. We are about by plane for uh, 25 minutes. Okay. It's longer to... Oh, it's it's not... I thought it was right on the water. No, no, no. We are... We do have the largest lake of Mexico right outside of Guadalajara, which is Lake Chapala. Mm-hmm. And it's only like 45 minutes from the airport. And the airport is in between. So if I had to go from my house to Chapala, it would be like an hour and five minutes or so. And that is the largest lake in uh, Mexico. But Guadalajara is in the state of Jalisco, and it's on the central part. And the beaches that you will know from uh, Jalisco will be Puerto Vallarta and Chapala. However, um, I was born in Guadalajara. I moved here in 1975 as my parents were having a trial divorce, and I moved to Eagle Pass. And Eagle Pass was a phenomenal town. I remember it was so small and quaint and pretty. And... uh, I had already attended summer camps three summers prior, so I already had a couple of friends. I used to go to a camp in Hunt, Texas called Kikapoo Camp, but before going to camp for one month, I would go to Eagle Pass, and I didn't speak English the first time or the second time, and I don't think the third time either. (laughs) But we used to play, you know, it was so carefree, great moments, you could sleep with the windows open. Uh, So eventually, we, um, when the time came, my mom moved us to Eagle Pass, and then we enrolled in our Larry of Refuge School. And I already had two friends in there, so they introduced me to the rest of the friends. Eagle Pass was where you used to have the milk delivered to your door, like by the Gandhi's truck, and oh, you could go awesome. to the grocery stores yep. and charge your groceries. Mm-hmm. So it was a very different uh, lifestyle from Guadalajara, big city, big everything, phenomenal friendships, very lively, to the small, quaint little town. And I'm sorry, how old were you at that point? I was 13, I'll 13. never forget. Mm-hmm. Because I took a big math exam on August 13, 1975, mm-hmm. because I had flunked mathematics, and I was not able to go into the eighth grade if I didn't take summer school. So I took summer school, I took my exam on August 13, 1975, and that afternoon we flew and came and never went back to school. So I still don't know if I passed. <laughs> <laughs> it's haunting me. Yeah. But... Uh, I enrolled, and uh, I was 13 years old, and I attended the eighth grade. Then uh, every summer and every winter, immediately we were shipped back to Guadalajara. So along those lines, um, continued to do my high school, and then as I was graduating from high school, I wanted to attend. It was actually the Incarnate World University. But as a foreign student, it was very expensive, and I just went back to Guadalajara, and I started studying tourism. And as I was doing that, I realized that when I was in, Guad- in Guadalajara, I really had missed my friends that I had made those last five years. I became like a person of two worlds. Mm-hmm. So when I was in San Antonio, Eagle Pass, I really missed Guadalajara. And when I was in Guadalajara, I really missed Eagle Pass. Yeah. Sure. So I kind of became a person of two worlds. And eventually one day around 1982, 83, I just said, I want to go back. And all my friends were in college in San Marcos, so I moved to back to Eagle Pass for about one year. And I landed here in a couple of days after the snowstorm in 1985. Mm-hmm. Oh. It was the Tuesday off. Mm-hmm. And I remember moving in into the apartment with my girlfriends and taking my bed up the stairs, and there was a lot of dirty snow on the ground. <laughs> it had been a few days already. Right, sure. uh-huh. 
So pretty much that's how my life started here. And because it was for the first time I was on my own and I was paying for my own car, I had to have two jobs. Mm-hmm. So I was working at the Ramada Inn. I was working the 311 shift. That's what I had gone to school for. And then I also had a second job as a recruiter at the mall. I was one of those persons with the clipboard trying to yeah, take I your remember those people, yeah. yeah. From yeah. Galloway yeah. Research, yes. 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 Yeah. So, see, they trick you. They always get young, pretty girls to do that. And so the guy, yeah, sure, right, yeah, right. you can talk to me. I was very lucky. I had a, my boss liked me a lot. Mm-hmm. So I had those two jobs, and then eventually one Sunday, I finally had one Sunday off from my two jobs, and that was actually until May, May nineteen. And we went to the air show because I love aviation. Mm-hmm. I'll be talking to you right now, and a place a plane passes by, and I'll leave you. I'll just be following the plane. <laughs> And I have a tracking app to find out where they're going, wow, what type of plane, cool. all that. Uh-huh. So I really liked aviation, and we went, we went to the air show at Randolph Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. And I went with my friend and her boyfriend. They eventually they didn't get along, so we were dropped off, and we went back to the apartment, and we were running around. And my friend said, you want to go to the Sunken Gardens? I said, No. I didn't want to go. It was my only Sunday off, and I was just, like, tired. Anyway, we did end up at the Sunken Gardens. Back then, you could drink and drive. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> had a few Miller Lights, and we ended up at the Sunken Gardens, and that's where I met Charlie. Oh, So no I bring kidding. him up because he's a big part of the how Aldacos came along. So your husband, Charlie Garza, is that, and you met him way back then. May 19, 1985. That's amazing. That's so cool. I saw him from far away, and he got cuter as the night went on. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And um, I actually, with my little finger, I called him over, and that's how we met. Wow. So he would come over to the house. I would invite him for dinner, and I would always start cooking, but I was always just making tacos and salsa. I was not very wide on my cooking. Mm Mm-hmm. So I really make some really good tacos and salsa, but I was kind of limited. So the story is that he would always say he came and had dinner, and he goes, wow, that's really, really good. And the more he said that, I, that he liked it, the more I tried the next time. Mm-hmm. So eventually he said, you should open up a restaurant. And I go, oh, yes, my darling, I'll do whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I would just look at him like with the Google eyes and let me try harder with another salsa. And I was by now trying different recipes. The bottom line is that he uh, knew about this place that was called the Way Station, which is the former mm-hmm. Alavaz, the former Aldacos. Yeah. And that was, you know, at 1141 East Commerce. And the... Um, way station eventually was going out of business. I had put an inquiry in it for some time, but it took almost two years to finally come to livelihood when the the landlord called and said, okay, we're, are you ready? And I said, yes. So it took about one whole month to get the place prepped on the inside, hired a cook that was there, Don Jose, and him and I cooked together for one month. Now, he had a very different style than what I wanted. I was actually growing up, I mean, I was actually cooking with what I grew up with. Mm -hmm. I was not a cook. I was not a chef. I was really nothing. But I was really wanting to put, like, I knew how to cook for five. I didn't know how to do for, like, 20 or 30 or 40, much less time, several tickets, one from the grill, from the steam table, and everything come out together. 
Well, well, you know what? You're, you're blowing my mind that you that you started this restaurant without having restaurant experience or especially the cooking experience. But let's take a break for the commercial, and we'll come back. And yeah, I gotta understand how I you had those kind too. of guts. yes. Of wow. All right, so we're gonna break for a commercial. You know about the delicious seafood at Smash and Crab, but did you know they have a huge commissary conveniently located off Dezavala and IH10? Attention small restaurant owners, food truck operators, and catering companies. The Smash and Crab Commissary is a superb alternative to purchase your groceries and paper goods for less. Plus, in their huge 3,500-square-foot commercial kitchen, they provide food prep assistance, mass production of your recipes, or you can do it yourself and rent kitchen space at an hourly rate. The Smash and Crab Commissary is here to help your food business succeed. Smash and Crab. Ain't forking around. Call 210-800-8499. That's 210-800-8499. All right, we are back. And uh, so we were just talking to Blanca Aldaco, and she's telling us how she started a restaurant because Charlie told her he, she was a good cook and she should start a restaurant. So you just did it. So, so really quickly, I, I just have to, I, I was, you had mentioned that, you know, your recipes or, or the, your style of cooking came from, you know, what, what, how you grew up. So were you pulling from your experiences from Guadalajara or from Eagle Pass or both? Or? 100% Guadalajara. So it, it clearly comes across when you taste the flavors of albacos. They're pure, they're clean. They're not heavily condimented. And if we have any condiments, they're from scratch. For yeah. example, you know, we don't buy the chili powder in powder to do the enchilada Tex-Mex sauce. Mm -hmm. We actually, you know, uh, crack, peel, and devein the wow. ancho peppers and That's pasillas, awesome. and we soak, and then we cook, and then we blend, and we strain, and then we go on. So I'm a big, big fan of zesty things for example lime cilantro jalapenos serranos you name it maggie so i'm very tasty when it comes to food and when i was working with don jose he would bring his own comino and i'm like we can't do that and he wanted to make caldo you know caldo de pollo and yeah. i wanted consomme mm. so you know he wanted to almost have the big chunky uh zucchini and potato which was delicious yeah but that was not what I was envisioning. So together we cooked the nachos that we started making, even from day one, they were individual. In addition to that, um, back then we had some nachos tostados, and those were drained borracho beans instead of refried, and they were trapped with the melted cheese, and then we put like guacamole, pico de gallo. It was kind of funny because our line was just non-existent. It was just Don Jose, sometimes myself, and then Andres came in the picture, and another guy named Dimas. Dimas was the evening guy. And he would do the whole kitchen by himself. That's how little business we had. But eventually started growing and growing and Word growing. started getting out. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the house, like I mentioned, it had 13 <laughs> seats. What could go wrong? I mean, it was, I mean, not 13 seats, 13 tables. So 13 times 4, like 50 seats. What could go wrong? Actually, nothing. Yeah. So it was just, is your food taking long? No, here, have another beer. That was it. <laughs> so we were so present, hands on, that it was just like being in your house, Just you were just being served. Mm -hmm. And the flavors were really clean and pretty. We had um, 
as you, as I mentioned earlier, when we the money that we had was only to fix the inside and paint and do many things on the inside. There was really no really money for the facade for the outside. Mm-hmm. So people that were big fans of the way station were still coming in. So they were talking and not paying attention. Once they walked in, they said, "Oh, what happened?" They came up. <laughs> well, it was Mexican food, and it wasn't such a big difference or contrast. I said, "Okay, we're here. Let's just sit down." Sure. They sat down and go, "Oh my God, I really like this." Good. And within like maybe four or five months, we had actually like the reviews from the Express News from the San Antonio Light, and they were favorable. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, one of the reporters from the Express News, Victor Martinez, he was there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We used to serve breakfast. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would always, he became the liaison to the Express News. They knew that he was there. And before you know, he was taking 20 orders to go. Wow. Oh, nice. So, cool. yeah, yeah. A, a lot of friends over the years that were very supportive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. At the, when you opened that, it was kind of... Uh, uh, a gamble, I guess, because it was on that side of the bridge, and people at San downtown San Antonio, everything stayed on this side. And you know, you were the forerunner to get people going to the St. Paul side, and you know, now even now it's still growing. And yes. uh, so, yeah, you you were kind of a taking that that dare to do that. Yes, and at the time, uh, commerce was was it a one way or two? It was a big deal when it I'm became a two-way. Yeah, it was still one way at that yes, point. Yes, yeah. it was a big deal when it came a two-way. Mm-hmm. It allowed people to have more flexibility to be able to drive to the left. We did develop a very, very good clientele. And in addition to that, we had a phenomenal breakfast and lunch business, but our dinner business was the quiet one. And that's the one that over time when we actually moved to Sunset Station, what we did then, we purchase a shuttle, and we will oh, shuttle nice. people back and forth and all around. The larger space allowed us to do, by that time, it had been like nine years. So we had really, really good experience now in hosting large parties for like the management um, destination coordinator. So now our evenings were either um, pretty much no locals. It was all tourists that mm-hmm. we brought in or conventions. Sure. Well, I mean, but that's that's not bad. No, that's yeah. I was gonna say yeah. That's it was pretty nice. good. Yeah, <laughs> we knew when they were arriving. Yeah. We knew what we had to do. We knew what time they were eating. We knew what we were serving, and we knew what type of bar they had. Well, and and how cool is that? Because conventions that brings people from all over. All so over. now you have all these people trying your food. So your, I mean, your name is getting out there all over the place. Yeah. I'm sure. And then it going really back was. home and saying, "Oh, when exactly. you go to San Antonio, you've got to try all that." Exactly. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. That's how the mm-hmm. Cooking with Blanca started back in 1999. I'm glad uh, you brought that up. Yes. I wanted to talk about that. So Cooking with Blanca, and you even had a cookbook, right? I still and you do. were teaching some classes, and I mean. Was that all together or was that all different things the you were doing? The cookbook came along. It was over time. It was mm-hmm. all over like you grow as you grow. So the cooking class became as a spouse program. That was the legal name of it because for the most part, it was all just women coming in while the husbands were in sessions or golfing or doing whatever. So they were being entertained and it was the art of learning how to make an enchilada and how to make a margarita, which eventually I changed the name of it to the ultimate souvenir. Because mm. when you come to San Antonio, you can buy like maracas, mm-hmm. not even Mexican, or a, a charro sombrero. Mm-hmm. And you know that's going to end up in your garage eventually. But learning the art of making an enchilada or shaking it for a living, a margarita that is, 
that will actually make them always remember San Antonio and they say, you know, I was at this cooking class and I learned this and that. When I teach them how to roll an enchilada, they're like, wow, every single time it never fails. Mm -hmm. It's a good technique and pretty much, you know, it's a win-win for the DMC as for us. It keeps us busy. It kept us really busy. I was in the downtown area, so it was real easy to get to. And also developed another thing that was, as they were leaving the missions and heading into the market square, I developed a tour called uh, Refresh Yourself. So they would be coming on 281, quickly exit commerce, get off and be greeted with them. Again, we knew when they were arriving, we were already like on telephones, mm-hmm. oh, we'll be there in one minute. So we would run out with like 50 margaritas, they get off the bus, <laughs> they grab cool. margarita, we had nachos. You know, they use the facilities that they need to, and then they hop on the bus in 15 minutes. And they're wow. gone. And they're yeah. gone. Wow. That yeah, is quick stop. That so is, brilliant. That is very smart. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. So I, I wanted to ask, between the time you started your restaurant and now, you've won over 30 different awards, including in 2022. Just recently, we were there the night uh, you got the best cocktail at the Texas Restaurant Association. It was in Fort Worth? It was, was in Aguilis in yeah, Dallas. Oh, outside of Dallas, okay. Uh, yeah. Urban Cowboy. But, <laughs> but right. uh, 12 of those awards are for your margaritas yes. and martinis. How did you get so good at martinis and margaritas? I mean, that's your thing. Well, you know, I think I show what I like <laughs> in my menu. So... Um, I really, I guess, you know, it's just a a thing from Guadalajara or from my upbringing where, Mm -hmm. you know, spirits were always available. Yeah. And I just like a good drink, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and I really like, I also have like a big mantra that I share and I'm happy to share this with anybody that wants to listen to this, but I'm a firm believer that I can eat one plate, but I can have at least three, four drinks. Okay. Three, four drinks at ten dollars sure. and one plate at fifteen or twenty. You tell me. So pretty much also it's important to make sure that that drink is well balanced, is well made and is frothy. I don't care how much money you have, if you get a drink that is really good but it was all ice, I guarantee you probably won't want to have a second one. Yeah. It's just ice, you know, and you have like three little steps and it's gone. Mm-hmm. So I feel that it's really, really important to have a very well-shaken, frothy drink. And that will make it, you know, when a bartender comes in, I give them the recipe and I go shake it. And they're like, what? <laughs> so now they begin to shake it. And I, my first thing is to see how much ice. And even though I give them the recipe, how much sweet and sour they put into a cocktail. So I said, let's do that again. So they'll do it again. I said, let's take out the sweet and sour. Let's put less sweet and uh, less ice. And they continue to do the same sure. thing. And you'll see that maybe they are trainable. Maybe they are not. Maybe they have this habit that they want to do the fast speed bar. And we're not doing that. We're here mm-hmm. doing quality drinks. Yeah, yeah. And, and it shows. It shows. I mean, I, I know that uh, when we've gone, I, well, we'll make plans ahead of time and maybe three days in advance. And I think every day we mention <laughs> can't wait to have the margarita at the MPO. Yeah. yeah, it's that. And you mentioned the MPO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so MPO stands for margarita pour-off because yes. you were the winner a couple of years there, three, I think. Like two years in a row. Yeah. That's like no, 
2001, Yeah, but that recipe for that margarita is so good. I've talked to just somebody, I don't remember who it was, it was just a couple of days ago, and they said, oh, the MPO margaritas. <laughs> the MPO. <laughs> That's the one that's so well, good. So the last time I went, I, you suggested a, it was, a, was it hibiscus jalapeno? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That was really yummy, too. We yeah. make the, the syrup in-house. Yes. 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 What, what was the, the uh, 2022 best cocktail? What, what did you win? What was that one? That was a very fierce competition. I was with the best of the best in Dallas. And I was actually very confident. I told me that I was going to win. And I did win. But pretty much was the Azteca, you know, my martini Azteca. Mm-hmm. And well, I had to work really fast because we t- had to infuse it on the day off and had to just get it to the, be the right place at the right Does that have formula. a jalapeno infusion? Yes. Yeah, so this is a El Perrito Tequila, and that one is um, we dice jalapenos with the fresh onions. We do not take any of the seeds away. I'm sorry, I said onions. <laughs> I meant to say jalapeno. seeds. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh, so we have that. We open up the jalapeno. We just open the jalapenos. We just totally put it into the mixing jar, a glass one, so it doesn't react. And then we have fresh guayabas and guava paste and then the tequila. So this tequila, what happens, the fresh guayaba is very aromatic, but what really makes it somewhat sweet happens to be the guava paste. And then the jalapeno makes it zesty. Now, when you mix all that, now you have sweet, spicy, mm-hmm. and when you add the fresh lime juice. So you have all these layers. All of these layers just come together. And if you shake it really well, it definitely opens up. Yum. It's a so great amazing. marriage. So you were doing a, um, and, and you might still be possibly, or, or, or I know you were doing an uh, online cooking class as well, weren't you? No. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know why I saw that somewhere. Well, she was cooking from home for a cooking while. From that home. was That's that was, was right. Didn't you do oh, some, yes, some yes, life yes, thing? Yes, that yes. was kind of a COVID yes, thing, yes, I think. Yes. I think you were bored. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how cool is that? How did I miss this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have done a few like for fundraisers, you know, where they come to my house and then we'll cook from the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something that is always fun. But as far as, yes, doing demos for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, Gosh, we're running out of time already, and I haven't got to t- ask you about your tres leches cake. Let's talk tres leches. So, yes, I have to say that this is an actual fact, and many people can corroborate the authorities like Ron Bechtel, Karen Haram, that while I did not invent tres leches, I was the first one to put it in the map in San Antonio. Yeah. And again, that's just one of those things that we love, and we just make it may sound very cliche, but we make it with love. We put attention to what we do. Our team is so dedicated that, you know, they really care about the Aldacos family. They really care about continuing and preserving our recipes. One thing that we have, whether our client is having a good or bad moment, we deliver hot food to your table and also is consistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my very favorite um, dishes that I've, I, I always everything is good on your menu but one of my favorites is you have a salad where you grill um the The centerpiece oh my gosh so the centerpiece that's a great story so pretty much what it is is like when you live in guadalajara and you're like being you know people really 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 want to eat zesty so for that you need limes and jalapenos and fresh onions and avocado and that is what I call the centerpiece. You had it at the center of the table so you could enhance your meal. 
So, you know, my sister did not want avocados, but I did. I would grab some oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and fresh onions and limes and chiles toreados. All those were enhancements. So that actually debuted in our restaurant in 1995. as a, We call it the ensalada mexicana. It was a problem because when people here were wanting order that, they were expecting to see lettuce in there. Mm-hmm. So we changed the name. Actually, not the name immediately. We still call it Ensalada Mexicana because it had the colors of the Mexican flag. But the description changed to lettuce less salad. Oh. And eventually it became just easier. The salad word was still very pending in everybody's right. mind. Right, right, right. So we got rid of that and we just call it the centerpiece because it was meant to be served to the center to the table. It's amazing. It's yes. one of my favorites. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you're... Uh, I, it, it was fun. A couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine in the Dallas-Fort Worth area messaged me just off the cuff, and he says, I, I have somebody coming to San Antonio, best tres leches. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> have to blink. Aldacos, that's, that's the place. Tangie Patton said that your tres leches is the best tres leches cake in all the land. So a lot of praise there for yes. that. Well, wow. Well, you can say that for a lot of your stuff, a lot of your, your margaritas, your enchiladas, your uh, and salsa. You. And and you, yeah, well, no, and the view as well. Oh, yeah. and the view, yes, yes, yes. and you, yes, the and view, you. yes. That is yeah. a phenomenal. It's amazing to see how the landscape has changed over the years. When we got there in two thousand eight, it was Walgreens was not there. Many of those apartment complexes are not there. Mm-hmm. The the cement plant that's in the distance, it looks like a ship when you're sitting outside. Mm-hmm. It does. I saw the yeah. change of the regular libels to the LED, where mm-hmm. half of them were regular and the other half were LED. Yeah. Now it's all consistent. Now it's all white brilliant. Yeah. But I cannot be thankful enough to San Antonio for the Stone Oak area, for all my friends. The, Alan was a client back in 1989 from the San Antonio Water Board. That's right. Yeah. The, the, there, it, it was great because working at, at, uh, at that time, it was City Water Board, and there wasn't a lot of restaurants nearby, but Aldaco's was yes. right there. Yes. Yeah. But uh, where she's at now, if you have not gone to Aldaco's Mexican restaurant, she's at 20079 Stone Oak Parkway, which is at the very top of that hill. And so beautiful views. I think the best patio in the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Blanca was a, a visionary enough that she saw that. And uh, you bought the building, right? You yes. own that building? Yes. And she was smart enough to build the building in back of the view, and then put a beautiful patio out there so that you can see it. Uh, the building next to you, somebody decided to put the parking lot on the side of the view. I don't know why they decided to do that, but you were smart to put the parking lot on the you know yes. on the back side and, and have that view. We studied, you know, the the wind. We studied the sun. Uh, it was just important to see how we were going to place the patio. Mm-hmm. Really, really important. And well, we did well. You did well. Yeah. Did. You did well. Well, Aldaco's Mexican Restaurant is a gold-approved restaurant. And so if you have our app and you go to Aldaco's, you can purchase a $25 gift card for only $20. Mm-hmm. So that's a super good deal. Yeah. Yes. That's and you can use them at the moment. Wow. Oh, nice. Some other places. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Will allow so that's $5 later. off your bill right there. Right there. That's fantastic. Well, great. Well, unbelievable, but we are out of time already. I know, and there's like so much. I, I have all these notes. I know. Down. I didn't get to ask you about going to Turkey, <laughs> and I didn't ask you. To, there's a lot We're of things. We're just going to have to have you come back again. So now you have to come back. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah. But anyway, Aldaco's is a great restaurant, and uh, look forward to more great meals there and great times. Blanca has been, I, I do have to mention this. I always have said this before. Blanca was one of the earliest fans of San Antonio restaurants. She joined really early, less than, right. we had way less than 1,000 members when you joined and when we hit a thousand members, I think it was a thousand. She said, "Let's have a get together at Aldaco's," and you gave all kinds of good stuff, <laughs> and we're just so generous. And um, you know, we just can't. We'll never be able to thank you enough for what you've done for the San Antonio restaurants to get us going, and mm-hmm. and been supporting us all through the years. Whatever you need. We had a contest at one point, and she said, "I want the winner to get to have a meal with Alan and Beverly." I said, nobody wants to eat with us. She said, you just watch. And sure enough, we had a lot of people that, uh, that entered that. And, and that it was, was a great dinner. Everybody oh, it was an incredible it, yeah. dinner. It was an <laughs> yes. incredible dinner. Yeah. So thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you coming today. Yes. I am so happy to be here. I, I can't stop smiling. Yay. <laughs> it's been amazing. Yeah. I, again, there's so much more that we did not, weren't able to get to. So we're going to have to have you back. Anytime. You yep. All right. Well, that's going to be it for another uh, fun. The more you know, the better it gets, the better it tastes. Tastes. (laughs) I almost got it wrong. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll be back again next week with another great guest. So thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, guys. Gracias.